We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Fun, entertaining, knowledgeable. All right. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Live and local, it's time for the Fan Morning Show with Bart Winkler. Good morning, everybody. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Toby Altizer. We are live inside the Lakeland University studios where you can earn co-op credit for work experience at lakeland.edu. All right. My biggest weakness. I talk about this. My biggest weakness with this show is that I do a four-hour radio show and I feel like the show should be the show. There's a lot of peripherals out there. There's a lot of distractions out there. But with the show, I want to do the show. I don't want to be distracted and talk about texts that are coming in. I don't want to be distracted and and talk about tweets that are, you know, bothering me. I want people to tweet at 12.50 a.m. The Fan. That's part of the interaction with the show. But one thing that bothers me is when I do a show and I'm too focused on a tweet from earlier, like when I was battling Celtics fans a couple of weeks ago, and it's all I could think about and talk about. That, to me, is a weakness that I have. And I'm going to dive right back into my weakness today to start things off because there is a tweet that I saw as I was making a delicious cup of coffee that I just I can't I can't not talk about. It bothers me so much. It's from a guy named John. He's just a guy. He's a Packer fan. We follow each other from that. And he says, he says 77 degrees and 80% humidity at 5.52 a.m. Simply delicious. You people that like this, I don't want to call you sickos, but you guys are sickos, man. It is too hot. I was off Monday. It was a planned day off. Had a long weekend. Yesterday, I just woke up and looked at the temperature and said, I ain't, I'm not leaving the house. I ain't coming in. And so I, you know, granted one day and then today it's all right, Bart, go, go to work. Okay. All right. It's, it's just too hot. It's going to be too hot. I can't stand it. I, I don't know why you would love to go outside. And then there's people that like, if it's 90 degrees, all right. But then the humidity. Sometimes I do like that burst of hot air, but that's like vacation heat. It's like, oh, wow, my, my body, it's hot, it's warm, all right. Not in precious old little Milwaukee here. Too hot. Too hot. Would you rather have it be too hot or too cold? 784-8560. I'll tell you what is cold. Great transition. The Brewers offense. Shut out for the fourth time now in the month of June here. And they lose to the Mets four to nothing last night. Just three hits for the crew. Chris Bassett looked like the greatest pitcher of all time. He's a good pitcher, but man, when you pitch against the Brewers, this is like this goes on your resume. This goes on your Hall of Fame reel lately when you're pitching against these guys. He goes eight strong, gives up just three hits, strikes out seven, leaves a lot of Brewers foolish at the plate. Adrian Hauser continues a trend of these Brewers pitchers not holding up their end of the bargain either, really. And we'll look at that. He goes four and two-thirds and gives up four earned runs. Three of those coming in the first, another later in the fifth. But that fifth run, that, that didn't matter. Once you're down three, nothing. I, 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 that's what I wonder. What What is the run differential where you know the game's over? Because at three, nothing, Toby. Oh, Toby, good to see you. At yeah, three, you. at three, nothing, it's over. Yeah, it seemed like you could go ahead and turn the game off after the first inning. And I did. And I watched the Vikings and Cowboys on NFL Network from Thanksgiving Day 1998. And, dude, 
Randy Moss was a problem because there was one play where Randall Cunningham and yeah, the can Vikings we break down offense, this game instead of the, the I'm Brewers gonna, game. They scored 24 points on their first four drives, and then they only scored three points. The Vikings did, and then with six minutes left in the third quarter, they had nothing going on the offense. So Cunningham just throws it, overthrows it to Randy Moss 50 yards down the field. Randy Moss just jumps up. And two Cowboys tried to rip him down from the sky. So, so it's pass interference, and then they ran it in. So the question this morning is, who can be the Randy Moss for the Brewers offense? 414-799-1250. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I go with nobody. <laughs> they suck. <laughs> they, don't, they don't have anyone. Yeah, no, so at 3 nothing though, it's like, I mean, that's just where it is. And you just played the Phillies, who their lineup, as we talked about, you look at it, it's like, oh, man. You look at that lineup and it's intimidating. And then you look at this Mets lineup and sometimes just the like it's an illusion sort of. Sometimes you can look at this Mets lineup and be like Nimmo, Marte, Lindor, Pete Alonzo, Jeff McNeil. But then sometimes you look at it like right now and it's like Nimmo. Then they go Marte and Lindor and Alonzo and McNeil and our, our boy Escobar. And it's a tough lineup. The Brewers could be like that. You know, it's just an inflection change. But right now it's. Yelich, who is on a seven-game hitting streak. Yeah, are they better when he's terrible, though? (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Yelich, Adamas, Telez, Urias, McCutcheon, Narvaez, Renfro. This has the potential to be, all right, you got to get Yelich first, and then the Adamas comes up, and then Telez is up there, and then it's Urias, and then McCutcheon still got it, and then Narvaez, and then Renfro. It has the ability to be a really good lineup. It's just one thing that has always been a Brewer's problem and I think that's where a lot of the frustration with 2022 right now is coming in, is that problems that you're seeing are not they're not new. These are just Brewers problems where when the offense is bad, the offense is bad. All of it. Now, it's not like four guys are good and four guys are bad. It's not like five guys are bad and three guys are good. I mean, right now, Yelich is a seven-game hit streak, but is that any, I mean, is that anything? It's better than not, but that's not winning ball games. They are devoid in that lineup to really do anything. Ofers last night for Willie, Telez, Urias, McCutcheon, that's your two, three, four, five hitters. Well, they can't get out of their own way. You know, whether it's one game, it's a stupid base running, one game, it's poor fielding, it could be poor pitching, poor hitting, you know, those kind of all work together. Last night, I think they grounded into three double plays. You're not going to win baseball games when you're doing that. Even if you're going to come up there and strike out, at least it's only one out. You know, I think Willie came up in a situation, first and third, one out, double play. You can't have that kind of stuff. Even something as simple as a sack fly, you can't execute. Or something as simple as putting the ball in play without recording a double play. Like you, You've got to be better than that. Getting double plays to end innings, having base runners... Uh, called out because they're getting backpicked, like in the the national series with Rowdy Telez. It's just the little things combined with the big things, and it doesn't give you much hope. Even though they won a game in this stretch now, it just seems like they haven't done anything now for two weeks that gives you any faith that this Brewers team can be good. Well, 19 double plays since May 23rd. It was a game against the Padres. Since then, they've grounded into 19 double plays. That's the third most in all of baseball in that time, the last three weeks, the third most in all of baseball. And as you remember, try to jog your memory for some of these double plays, they're always at inopportune times. I mean, a double play is never good, but a double play with no outs, you still got a little, you know, and you moved a guy over to third, you know, they could still, Brewers are always, I mean, it's always ending rallies or potential rallies. And it's just, it's just disappointing where this Brewers team at right now. It's just, it's just really disappointing. The pitching I'm going to circle onto the pitching because they're not hitting or playing well either right now. So you've got Corbin Burns today. This was supposed to be, and what what was it up to? An eight-game losing streak for the Brewers, and then they had the win, and then everyone pretended like Craig Council is the greatest manager of all time for four days. They have Corbin Burns today, and you should have these guys be the streak stoppers. You know, when there's a long losing streak – You have a really good pitcher. You've got a bunch of really good pitchers that they should be able to limit the damage. All you got to do is, you know, scrounge one or two runs because your other pitcher, your pitchers are so good. Corbin Burns is up today. His last outing was against Philadelphia. He only went four and a third in that one. That was the really long second inning where 
He didn't even make it into the uh, sixth inning, but threw 113 pitches. Then the next outing for them on the mound was Aaron Ashby. And Ashby gave up 13 hits and six runs in four and two-third innings. I mean, they were all over him. This was against the Nationals. Then the Brewers scored six runs the next day, but they gave up eight. Yet Eric Lauer gave up all eight of those runs, five innings pitched. The next day, this is their best pitching performance through the rotation, and it was Jason Alexander, who still gave up 10 base runners with three walks and uh, seven hits. Only one earned, though, in four and two-thirds. And then last night, you had the rough first inning from Adrian Hauser, and he only goes four and two-thirds and gives up four earned runs. So the pitching hasn't been holding up their end of the bargain either because there were some days they put up some numbers. I mean, five, five runs, six runs, but they're not scoring eight like Washington did. They're certainly not scoring 11. By the way, I wanted to do a Wendy's bet with you on that series, but reverse. I wanted to say that however <laughs> many wins the Nationals had, you would then owe me the difference because I thought the Nationals were going to keep beating up on the Brewers. I thought that Brewers would sweep the Nats, and that was never going to be the case, I guess. So what what happened the first time they played? The Nats took just one of two? Are they even on the yeah, season? Yeah, so what happened the first time in Milwaukee is I went to the Friday and Saturday game, and the Brewers killed the Nationals, and then I did not go to the Sunday game, and the Nationals killed the Brewers. And then it was the reverse this time around where the Nats won the first two and the Brewers won the last one. I see, I see, I see. Yeah, that's all right. Well, I mean, they split with the Nationals, and as Toby's been telling us, the Nationals are terrible. No, they're awful. So that, that <laughs> watching them against the Nationals did not give me much hope. And you know, I've me and Tim Allen, I feel like have been the ones that have been the most positive on this Brewers team throughout it. I'm still gonna stay positive because looking at this roster, I still have faith in them. But it is sure getting tough to have that faith. Well, they were going on a losing streak, but at least they had built up a pretty decent cushion where you could think, all right, well, this loss sucks, but how much is it going to hurt us? You know, we're still, there's still a cushion there. And then the Cardinals started to, you know, win a few more games. There's still a little bit of a cushion. Cardinals have just ripped off three in a row. Brewers have lost nine of their last 10. One strike away from a no hitter last night too. One strike away from a no hitter with my guy, and probably uh, Michaelis. About a, probably about a foot too, because... Bader was right there. 34 and 29 are the Brewers. 37 and 27 are the Cardinals. That means the Brewers are all of a sudden two and a half games back. And I I really thought the Brewers were going to go wire to wire the rest of the way where they were going to lead the NL Central and never give it up. And now, you know, there's so much baseball left. But two and a half against the Cardinals team that seems to be the same old Cardinals again. And I don't know how they do it, man. I I really don't know how... They do it. I don't know if it's a minor league system is just better or if they've got guys that just, you know, know how to produce. Well, they're willing to go get guys like a Goldschmidt and Arenado. Well, Arenado doesn't count. No, but the Rockies gave him 50 million. That still didn't make any sense to me. What in the world was going on there? But you get my point. Like they're going to have guys that the Brewers just don't have, whether, you know, you want to get into the conversation if the Brewers can afford those guys or not. I guess we can talk about that, but. They, they have some guys that are proven, whereas the Brewers continue to bring in C-level talent and expect it to hopefully play B-level or A-level, and then that's their year they go to the World Series. But for the Cardinals, when I, you know, Goldschmidt, what, he had three home runs in two games yesterday? I don't even think of Goldschmidt and Arenado right away. I think of Tommy Edmond. I think of Juan Yepes. I think of Dylan Carlson. I think of Harrison Bader. I think of Nolan Gorman. These guys that are like, where did they come from? Where, where did they come from? Usually they're never drafted that high. There's not a lot of buzz about them. I mean, maybe in St. Louis there is. We don't hear it. I don't know how much St. Louis fans hear about Brewers prospects. Do they know Garrett Mitchell? You know, maybe maybe not. But, man, it just seems like they always have another guy at the end of the assembly line that just steps in, and all of a sudden I'm a Brewers killer now. And, and that seems to be what the Cardinals can do. Their pitching has been very good this year. They're getting a lot of nice years out of guys that there were some questions about which way their career was going to go. Michaelis has struggled in the past, almost throws a no-hitter last night. Wainwright's doing this at 41. But the Brewers are still a good team. They have, I mean, even just on paper. Like, if you look, we talked about this. If you look at the 
the diamond and who's where. Where are you going to tangibly improve? Center? Center field, We I think we agreed on. Yelich is that guy sticking in left. Renfro can do it in right. Urias and Adamas and Wong, who's hurt, should be back soon. You know, that's another thing. Telez, I mean, even Narvaez, the pitching staff, It should this should be a competitive team. I don't think they were ever going to win 100 like they were on pace for for a while. But to win 90 shouldn't be out of the question, especially with this division. And it just seems like over the last, you know, a couple of weeks, especially this month of June here, again, shut up four times as we're halfway through the month. I don't know what's happened. And with a losing streak, it's harder to win when you keep losing. Like, whatever percentage chance there is on a normal day in normal situations to win for the Brewers, it's decreased by, like, 30%. I'm making this up, but I think I'm right. Because you're on this awful streak. And momentum, you know, what is it in baseball? But when you keep losing and you go out there and you give up three earned runs in the first inning... I think you knew that game was over. I think I knew that game was over. I think the Brewers might have known that game was over, and that's when it becomes a problem, when it seeps into their heads. Yeah, the thing that when you look at this team and you say, what can you add, I don't know that you can limit yourself to saying, we just need a center fielder. I think you can look around and say, if we can acquire the right guy, whether it, you know, you go shopping in the, the big name market for once. Xander Bogarts might be available. Is, he's a shortstop, but can we use him somewhere in the infield? Can we DH him? Can we reshuffle the lineup? Because guess what? Xander Bogarts would be your best hitter. So uh, Willie Adamas, if I have to move you around, Colton Wong, if you have to go to the bench, Luis Arias, if you have to go to the bench, sorry, guys, we're trying to win a World Series. If you got to bring in a guy like Bogarts, if you need to bring in a guy like a Josh Bell, yes, Rowdy's been good at first base. I'd leave him there. You could maybe look at saying, and this would be terrible defensively, but the Brewers have been terrible defensively anyways. Josh Bell's played in the corner outfields. Could you imagine an outfield of Hunter Renfro, Josh Bell, and Christian Yelich in center? Uh, you got to try something. Limiting yourself, though, to just saying, let's go get an outfield bat is taking some good guys off the table. Maybe you go get a guy like Nelson Cruz or something like that, a J.D. Martinez that is truly only going to play D.H. for you. Well, that's fine as well, because what has uh, Andrew McCutcheon done to say that he needs to be in the DH hole every single day? There's nothing. There's really no one on this team right now, I would say, I guess, with the exception of Rowdy Telez, that it's taking control of their spot and kind of is owning it. Everyone else, Willie Adamas, we love the guy, and we talk about him all the time, and he's had some good impact at bats. You know what his batting average is right now? 195. It's under two. 195. Oh, no. So there's no one, you know, we talked about it before, you know, a couple weeks ago when they were playing well and said, you know, where is there somewhere that you could plug someone in they play? And at that time it felt like, all right, the infield set, the outfield set, it's just about playing well and continuing this. Now you look around it, no one's really playing that well. So... I'm sorry if I offend you by having to move you around or throw you on the bench in a platoon spot. or. But if I can go get Xander Bogarts, I can go get one of these guys that can play. I'm sorry. You're just going to have to lose some of that playing time because you're not producing on the field. We're in an era of Brewers baseball where every time we tweet out a gif, it's Craig Council going. Yeah, I'm going to need some more of those gifs because we use the same like three. I didn't see the one you used today on Twitter. I don't know if I've seen that one. This is from the COVID times. He's got the mask over his chin. The other one where he's sinking, that one we use way too much. <laughs> way too much. Where he's just like, uh, 1250 AM, the fan, you can see that. And Toby's still fighting. I said GIF, and then he said GIF. Uh, he will go down with that ship, I suppose. Tory 79 says, it's time for David to make a major move like he usually does. Trade Craig Council. <laughs> yeah. We need to go after Wilson Contreras and give this team a boost. Dude, I would totally take Wilson Contreras. Two homers yesterday. Yeah, I don't know what it's going to cost you. It'd be an interdivision trade. Those Usually there's a little bit of a rival tax to that. I don't know what it would cost you, but that would be uh, that'd be interesting to see. Uh, Jesse says, yeah, nice hitting streak for Yelich, but only one extra base hit. Yeah. Uh, he had the home run, right? He had a home run. That was great. But other than that, 
He's slapping singles through the infield still. But hey, well, I'll and take even that, that I mean, it was, it was a leadoff homer against Patrick Corbin, and then the Brewers lineup went back to making really bad pitchers look really good. Uh, Brock says, I would love to see the Brewers trade for both Josh Bell and Nelson Cruz. If they do that, the offense could actually be good. And when the pitchers get healthy, they'll ju- uh, they'll be just fine. And then Paul says, Bart, while you were away, Toby was mean to the Packers receivers. Hashtag tell on Toby. <laughs> I was mean to the Packers receivers. What would you do? I was I was doing my regular thing of telling people that Alan Lazard is not going to go for 1,200 yards. No, he's going to go for 1199. <laughs> <laughs> I said so more Toby's likely right. 7 to 750. <laughs> Toby's right. He's going to go for 1199. All right. Uh, Craig Council apparently. Now, Ned Yost, years ago, years ago, Jeff Supon pitched in a game and it was terrible. And then Ned Yost came on the air, did his press conference, and said, no, it was a good, he pitched great. Super pitched great. And, but it was, you know, these managers always say that. Oh, he pitched well. It's just the nine pitches he didn't have. Other than that, he pitched really well. Super pitched great. According to our Tim Allen of the postgame show, Craig Council had his soup pitch great moment last night. So we're going to listen to Craig. It's a, we barely talked last night. We'll listen to Craig, see if we can find it. Because that is not a good sign when you are starting to praise the pitchers that are pitching poorly. Super pitch, great. It's uh, just uh, indicative of where this team is at right now. That coming up, more from you guys on Twitter, 1250 AM The Fan. You can also call 414-799-1250 at Bart. That's Toby, 1250 AM The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Coming to Narvaez, and the curveball oh. struck him out. Fly ball, shallow left. In comes McNeil on the run, makes the catch. Two out, get through the eight. Two two. Curveball struck him out. What a complete turnaround for Chris Bassett. Five rough starts in a row, eight scoreless innings tonight. His best effort as a Met. <laughs> I just did the council gift. I, I just did it. <laughs> I'm Bar Winkler. That's, that's Toby Altizer. So I just, it's Chris Bassett. You know, he comes over from Oakland to New York, and they really like their pitching staff. Mets are having a great season. They're starting to think World Series, and then they're starting to think, nah, come on, we're the Mets. But then they're starting to think, nah. you know, so they're they're doing very well right now. Braves just ripped off like 12 in a row and can barely catch New York atop the NL East because of how good the uh, Mets have been. So the Mets have a lot to be happy about, and Chris Bassett's been struggling. But, of course, all he's got to do is go out and face the Brewers, and then he's got eight scoreless. And Toby, geez, Toby for years. Keeps trying to tell me that Patrick Corbin sucks. Then every time he takes on the Brewers. Hey, he got shelled when he played in Milwaukee this year. He's terrible, dude. <laughs> so he's just like, ah, Corbin You should sucks. hear some of the theories about him in D.C. <laughs> so I, I always stack my daily lineups with Brewers against Corbin. I think the only person less popular than him in D.C. right now is Jack Del Rio. 
Oh, my God. You want to talk about that? I don't. <laughs> I don't. What a mess. <laughs> he should have been fired, first of all, for his defense being awful. How come your commanders can't stay out of, like, the news ever? Because they don't know how to run an organization correctly. <laughs> it's just always it's just always something. It's yeah, always something. It's always something. It can't even, you, you know, whether it's something, you know, like, really bad, like Dan Snyder stuff, or calling January 6th the dust-up. Come on. <laughs> it's just, they can't, they can't, they can't, they just can't stop doing it. And then now, what's up with Terry McLaurin? He's not going. <laughs> Sorry, he's not. He's not going anywhere. So why is he holding out? Because he wants a new contract, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he wants to leave. Oh, uh, who says no? Terry McLaurin for Alan Lazard. Uh, that's a tough one. Lazard is a true number one. That's what <laughs> no, I've heard from Packers Terry fans. Terry McLaurin probably says no. He's like, look, you can get me out of here and give me money, but. I I I gotta like tell my family I got traded for someone worth a damn. He, well, he's like, he said a wide receiver whose best trade is blocking. What is he a tight end? <laughs> Terry McLaurin for Devin Funches. <laughs> you know it's funny because he so Devin Funches. Remember he was here and then he skipped out of the COVID year and then he didn't make the team for years. For years, Packer fans would always say, "Oh, that struggling receiver, make him play tight end." Janice was a big one. And everyone's like, ah, no, no. And then now they're doing it with Funchess. Now he's played some tight end in college, but still, it's just, I, I see a lot of teams doing that. Cornerbacks, we did this. Uh, Rico Gafford was a wide receiver, guys. Rico Gafford moved to corner. I don't know if you caught that over the last couple of weeks. I know it's been, you know, Rodgers this, Rashawn Gary that. But, man. I was in Appleton when that softball game was going on, the Legends softball game, the Donald Driver. I just had no desire to go. I I visited Green Bay over the weekend. I do want to tell you about my terrific weekend in Green Bay because something that I destroy the Packers for always is like the greatest thing to ever exist. I changed my mind. What, the Titletown District? Oh, my God. It is great, isn't it? Yeah, I'll, I'll get into that in a little bit. I want to talk about the Brewers here, and I want to talk about Craig Council and this pitching staff. So Craig as you, Clownsel. As, as you heard, Chris Bassett was struggling, throws a gem. Brewers pitchers have been struggling too. This is really like this is kind of what is bothering me right now, too. Not just the offense, but we need a really like Chris Bassett like pitching performance to inject some life into the team right now, or just to be that streak stopper, which we've talked about all season. I mean Everybody that covers the Brewers, I heard B.A. talking about it again the other night. Everybody thought that when you have a losing streak, it's not going to be that long because, hey, you'll have Burns or, hey, you'll have Woodruff or, hey, you'll have Peralta. Now, I know two of those three are hurt, but you're still getting good performances out of the other guys, or you were, and now suddenly nobody can do anything. Corbin Burns got touched up his last outing. Aaron Ashby was not good. The 13 hits that he gave up against Washington. He had a tough outing from Eric Lauer. Again, Jason Alexander has been your best pitcher this last time through the order. Hauser last night struggles as soon as he gives up the three earned runs. You knew it was over. So Tim Allen last night, again, I told you a little bit about when Ned Yost was here and Jeff Supon sucked. Uh, he still said, and this is one specific game, but he still pitched great in that game. Super pitched great. And that's always been kind of like the soundbite we've used when we're discussing, oh, a guy gave up eight runs, but, you know, they were really just three bad pitches, and he really pitched well, and apparently Council had his moment last night. I want to listen to Council, Clownsel, for everything else that he's got to say. We'll kind of keep our ear open for that, too, but here's Craig Clownsel last night. It looked like it was going to be a long night for Hauser, and uh, 37 pitches in the first inning. Um, what was wrong there, and how did he turn around? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought Adrian did a pretty good job. I mean, I, you know, the 37 pitches, um, you know, we had two infield hits there, um, two balls we get our glove on that we don't get outs. Um, so, you know, there wasn't, you know, they made him work. Obviously, the, the first hitter makes him throw nine pitches and then and then hits a double. Um, he, he battled well through the inning. Um 
but they made him throw a ton of pitches. But it, it, you know, he didn't he didn't pitch poorly that inning necessarily. Little little, you know, he had some maybe too many misses um, that kind of let him let him into some deep counts. But came back and, and pitched pretty well. I mean, that that line score could have looked a lot different tonight. I thought. Well, if that's what Tim's upset about, I don't think that's that too. Well, I mean, crazy. he's right though. Infield yeah. hits, you could have probably gotten at least saved a run if he doesn't have that one deflect into right field. Yeah, I mean, not too bad. And Craig's kind of done that before. So, I, you know, I was uh, – Tim Shea's blowing up my phone last night. Where's the soup pitch great soundbite? I said, Tim, I'm in bed, dude. <laughs> I guess I'll 10.45. I don't think Shea's got any concept of, like, time. That's what I've determined about him. He doesn't know what time – I mean, he texts me uh, at, like, 12.15 one night. This is my eighth one of these, and it was a beer. It was a Wednesday. <laughs> it's like, what? I don't know what. Now, I keep my phone off at night, thank goodness, right? Or the volume, at least. But, man, <laughs> I'm trying to sleep. But then again, I'm always on my phone. So if I'm awake, I'm... my mother-in-law gave me a great compliment. She said, nobody responds quicker to my text than Bart. <laughs> I said, that makes me feel actually like a loser. Like, I'm always on my phone. Yeah, I respond pretty quickly to text messages as well. Yes, I am uh, always near my phone. That, that's true. So I don't know if that's a soup pitch great moment or necessary, uh, you know, to, per se. I will say, and I haven't heard the rest of this, so maybe there's another one in there. But that first inning, it did look pretty bad for the infield. It looked like the the thing it reminded me of is when I was a soccer goalkeeper in high school. Because there were nights where, especially the stab that uh, Peterson tried to have, where he, like, stopped it, but he, like, rolled over, and that's how I used to save shots that would come in. I dove over plenty of balls. Uh, plenty got over my head. There were plenty of deflections that I couldn't get past. So the Brewers infield looked like Bart. Barty did as a uh, high school goalkeeper. Yeah, you, you turn a couple of those plays, maybe it's maybe it's better. Here's more from Craig. And I mean that makes a huge difference, right, for him to get through almost five. Yeah, well, he he. I mean, that's what he pitched pretty well the rest of the night, um, and I think he pitched pretty well the first inning. He wasn't, you know, the first. I thought the first hitter hurt him really. It was, you know, that you throw ten pitches and you double. Um, you know, the second the second hitter. Um, you know, we we get our glove on a ball and don't make a play. Um, so, it, you know, then we're looking at he's kind of, you know, he's, he's got his work cut out for him with the middle of the order coming out. I talked to Brent before the game about, you know, he's trying to kind of be mentally more locked in, um, especially yeah. when he gets on the mound right away. Was tonight? Yeah, I mean, I, Brent's had some good, he's strung together some good outings. Um, and... You know, with with our injuries, we, we need we need it. So it's encouraging to see, and um, I, I think he, he he threw the ball great tonight. Made quality pitches to, to to all kinds of hitters. So it's good to see he's he's throwing the ball well. Craig, for the offense as a whole, um, just kind of the inconsistency, the up and the down, especially against you know, good teams. Obviously, they're going to have better pitching, but I mean, is is, is there? Do you have an exp- like a reasoning explanation, or is there like a cause of concern with that at all? Or is it just kind of yeah, I mean, I think we got to do better. I don't, I don't think there's any question about that. Um, all right, if anything, we're doing Coach whoa, Bud. Whoa, whoa, did I hear Coach yeah. Bud in there? Yeah. <laughs> if, if I'm stopping this for anything, it's we got to do better. Got to do better. <laughs> we got to do better. Oh no, Craig. No. We got Coach Bud. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we got to do better. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, you know, we've, we've got to do a little better. Um, no, twice. You know, obviously getting shut out, that's never going to work. But I think um, I think we can be better. I think we will be better. Oh, my um, God. Oh, my God. That's four of them. What are, we do- what are we doing here? Hey, you might start the press conference tomorrow because – uh, soup pitch. Oh, I want to see. This is a. This isn't a Netios moment. This is a Coach Bud moment. We got to be better four times. Oh no. Yeah, I mean this. This, this is this is the story, and we just, we just, you know, there, there's some signs of some guys tonight. It was kind of shut down, but um, you know, obviously we got to 
We got to put more good swings on balls. Got to put more pressure on the pitching. Um, got to got to hit more home runs. Um, all, all of the above. Got to get on base a little more. Um, and uh, otherwise, it's you know, kind of waiting for that. That just hoping for that home run or that two out hit is you know is, is going to be challenging. All right, we'll do something then. Mix it up a little bit. I don't know. They were talking last night about how the Mets are always like. Well, the Mets do things differently. They don't try to hit the home runs, but sometimes they do. But otherwise, they're just trying to get on base and get the guy over. And, you know, baseball's gone away from that. Well, why? Why are we sitting here trying to play home run derby all the time when all these other teams know how to get on base and not even manufacture runs, just, I mean, just create runs? You know, we don't have to, like, oh, we can't hit. Let's, let's you know, weasel our way into a run. Let's just get on base and... Uh, move the guy over and you need to do a hit and run or something. We're just we're sitting there hoping to get a walk, even though we're swinging at everything, and then we want to bead one over the fence. Well, the balls are getting hit hard and and close. Okay, awesome, great. They're outs. Doug is in Racine. What's up, Dougie? Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Hey, if the Packers lose the first game, you think there's going to be a trifecta of got to be better? Oh, my God, I can't believe this. I mean, Craig, word for word, same Coach Bud. Oh, it's contagious. I'm just waiting for LaFord to come out and say, oh, we got to get the receivers better, and oh, we got to be better, and Aaron's got to be better. I'm just waiting for that to happen, man. Unreal. Hey, I got to apologize to you. I saw that picture of you and Kobe, and uh, you're nowhere near as chunky as I am. You're not even fat. You're just a, you know, just got a little gut on you. Oh, so the last picture that me and Toby put out was we were wearing the Ed Sheeran shirts. Wasn't photoshopped, was it? It was not. It was not photoshopped. <laughs> so you're not. You're not. You, you led me to believe you were the, getting pretty big, but you ain't that big. Well, so did you just call yourself fat? Oh yeah, I got no problem with that. Oh well, how big are you? I'm about two sixty, six foot tall. Oh, why well, you're six feet? Yeah, I ain't. I ain't two sixty, but I'm. My like my frame should be I should be one eighty, and I'm two twenty. Yeah, I should be about uh, two twenty would be real nice. Yeah. So, yeah, I just uh, um, you know, with but my gut is like I'm not. My face looks thin. Yeah. I've got no f- fat in my ass. My arms are twigs. Yeah, you didn't look you didn't look heavy at all in the face. But it's no. all in my gut. I'm just. Jog that gut off or something, man. Nah, it's too late. Food is good, man. Food is good. Leroy says, God is good, and I say, God is good, and food is good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, um, as an outsider in the Brewers thing, you know, it just, boy, it, when the pitching goes bad, it just, just went to pot, you know, the whole winning so I don't know what to tell you. Nine of their last ten they've dropped. Can you imagine if the Mets owner bought the Brewers and gave David Stearns the money he's given the Mets GM? Man, this would be a monster team, I would think. Yeah, when I look at a lot of these other lineups and I'm like, wow, look at the Phillies lineup, look at the Mets lineup, look at the Cardinals lineup, look at the Dodgers lineup. They do seem to spend a little bit more money, but I was just convinced that this lineup for the Brewers was – Legit a month ago, and now, you know, since then, they, nobody can hit. That's because the pitchers, the pitchers uh, aren't giving them zeros on the, the board. You know, they get two, three runs, and then these guys, I think they're just trying too hard because they got to make up two runs. And, you know, when the pitchers were giving them zeros, they just had to get one or two runs, and boom, win. But yeah, everything seems to be falling apart right now. Yeah. You should tell Rami and Schmitz to do a picture. That was cool. I got to see what Toby uh, looked like. And, hey, I heard my soundbite, Die uh, Hard Bucks fan, on the Zach Gelb show last night. Thanks for Toby for putting that together. I'm assuming he did. Well, I don't know what you're talking about, but absolutely. Oh, the Warriors soundbite. The, the Warriors. I'm a Bucks uh, Celtics hater. Not rooting for the Warriors. I heard that on. Uh, Oh, was Zach it Gelb. was it on Zach Gelb's show or like a commercial? It was a commercial on. Zach oh, Gelb. so a promo. You got a promo. Yeah, in there. I got a promo. And I oh yeah, Toby would have done that. Zach yeah, 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 yeah. So appreciate the work Toby put in on that. That really made my day when I saw when I heard that promo on Zach Gelb. Well, that's what we do. We try to we try to make you we try to make you feel good deep down. 
really good. And uh, I'll tell you what, go, go Warriors on Thursday for sure. I love it. All right, Doug, thanks, buddy. Have a good day. Bye. See ya. How about those Warriors, Toby? Yeah, it's been awesome. Here, hold hold on one thing. I was working on this. I got I got to play this. Okay. We got to be better. I mean, I think we got to do better. We've, we've got to do a little better. I think we'll be better. I think we can be better. I think we will be better. <laughs> totally. It's the same guy. I know. <laughs> Thank you for that. I, I thought about maybe doing that at a break because it was going to be done. <laughs> if someone was doing it today, it had to be done. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Man, oh man! Again, here's uh, is this it? This is Craig. This is this answer to start. Yeah, I mean, I think we got to do better. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, you know, we've, we've got to do a little better. Um, you know, obviously getting shut out—that's never going to work. But I think um, I think we can be better. I think we will be better. I can't even believe it. I, I honestly can't even believe. I mean, it. honestly, listen to this again. We got to be better. I mean, I think we got to do better. We've, we've got to do a little better. I think we'll be better. I think we can be better. I think we will be better. I, just, I can't, <laughs> can't even believe it. Oh my gosh! Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. I need to cool down. I'm like sweating over this. We'll be right back. There you go, Dougie. A little more, Doug. 414-799-1250. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Toby Altizer. Brewers lose last night 4 to nothing. They go down 3 nothing in the first, and I think most of us thought that uh, the game might be over. I am not this close yet, but I often say that when I watch Badger basketball, it makes my job feel like work. It's the only time. Man, when the Brewers struggle, it is hard. But I enjoy the Brewers. I mean, I do enjoy sitting down watching a game. I enjoy the Brewers. It's just, it is hard when you see them go down 3 nothing in the first and you know it's over. Yeah, no, it's not enjoyable. There was a game earlier this year that I attended that I think Freddie was pitching. They went down like 4 to nothing through two innings, and I was like, well, I guess I can go home now. It was, I mean, it's over. <laughs> it's, it's not good right now at all. Dave's on the northwest side. What's up, Dave? Oh, you're going to love me. I think it's time they make a change. So Craig but Council gets that. to 563 and just stop there. Don't let him break well, the Gardner record. Well, I, I'm just looking at it like we pull the trigger. We're, we're in a pennant race. We pull the trigger on Ned Yost. Uh, why, his, his record between April and, and August is mediocre at best with the exception of last year. And everybody's saying, well, we got Willie Adamas and he was an MVP. So, you know, how does that make him the genius? He Every every season, the best he's ever done is 500 from August, uh, from April to August. Then he gets it to September and he gets to get all these extra pitchers come in and, and then he they, they turn it on and boom, his, his September record is great, but he always finds a way to blow it. You know, I, when we played the Nationals and they won the World Series, he puts Trent Grisham in right field against the lefty, and and forget the fact that the ball rolls under his legs and he wasn't ready for that moment. He, You know, the guy had dropped 80 points in his batting average over six weeks before that game. Last year, he eases up, you know, and, and just, his, his players just weren't ready to play the Braves. You know, they, they, they were rolling into, in through September, and then the last two weeks, he decides, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take my foot off the gas. He always finds a way to mess it up. And, and, and Bart, you can ask Rami. Last year he had a, 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 a segment where he asked when the Brewers were just smoking red hot, and, and he said, you know, is there anything that can derail this team? And I called and I said, yeah, it's Teflon Craig. It's always somebody <laughs> else's fault. It's never his. And sooner or later, we got to say, well, wait a minute. You know, when is this guy going to be held accountable? So I understand they're not hitting, but who hired the hitting coach? They weren't hitting the year before. Who hired the hitting coach? You know, Christian Yellich was killing it. And then he gets these two hitting coaches that, that do nothing with him. And I, I just, you know, I, like I said, he's, he's, sooner or later he's got to be held accountable. And I know it's not a popular opinion, 
nationally, everybody thinks this guy is the, the wunderkind, and, and I just don't see it. Well, it is weird, Dave. Thanks for the call, and um, good call. I just think it's weird that right now we are celebrating Craig's 563rd win as a manager, and everybody's you know talking about how great Craig is, and you know Brent Suter was on MLB Network the other day, and uh, maybe we'll play just a portion of that, but they're on a pretty bad losing stretch right now, losing nine of their last ten. So there's a lot of celebration about what he's done. It's just coming during one of the worst stretches they've had for a while. But these guys seem to love him. Here is Brent Suter, MLB uh, Network yesterday. It's, it's amazing. I've had no other manager, uh, wow. but he is incredible. I mean, his feel for the game, his feel just in general on and off the field, he's got such a good pulse for the ball club. Um, he just know, you know, has a feel of the guy's energy level. No, homegrown. Yeah, is homegrown. Jack Notre Dame beat Tennessee. Yes. Yes. He's from Notre Dame. Cool. I mean, is giving a great answer, but I'm going to cut in here and ah, oh, that is rich. That's why. That's why everybody's waking up and watching MLB morning or whatever it's called. It's my boy, Mark DeRosa. I like that guy. <laughs> everybody's rushing out of bed to watch. MLB, MLB Today Show, or what do they call it? Good Morning Baseball. <laughs> Everybody, everybody's rolling out. Maybe of bed. they can bring in Kay Adams. Yeah, maybe I'll watch that then. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, then you saw on Bally last night. If you watched the pregame, there was about a four-minute package put together of everybody just talking how great he is. And they, they look; these guys like counsel. They they like counsel. I think that. You know, it's going to take something pretty substantial for him to be fired midseason. We talked last week about a 20-game losing streak was where I put it at. But if they lose 19 of 20, is that any different? You're seeing the Phillies fire their manager, and they're, they're playing as well as they've ever played. Maybe he needs to get a mohawk like Joe Madden was going to have. <laughs> Joe Madden gets a mohawk, shows up to the stadium. Can't even show the guys because they fire him. <laughs> he said, can he I at least mohawk. show the mohawk? I said, no, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. And then don't tell anyone this story until like four days later. <laughs> Brett Santoso, what's up, Brett? How are you? Hey, Bart. Um, firing Craig Council. That's where we're at, huh? Nick? I mean, hey, ever since he got hired, there's been fire Craig Council calls. I, you know, I don't know how Wisconsin sports fan. We're just so – we. the Brewers have made the playoffs four years in a row. How many years has it taken prior to those four years to have four playoff appearances in our lives? I mean, come on, people. Um, no, they went no, 26 I, years without a play. I don't think they had. I think they've had, what was it, 82 and uh, 08 and 11? Three, and now yep. we have four. Yeah, and there's a reason why this team overperformed. And listen, right now they're not playing well. I'm, I'm, I'm not calling in here telling you that the offense is great. And that they're pitching well, and that their defense is great. I mean, they're they're not playing well right now. But there's a reason why this team overperforms their expectations every year. And if you wanna, if people wanna call in and complain and talk all morning about how they choke in the playoffs, well, fine. But that's just not how baseball works. The best team does not always win. In 2018, they were super hot and they almost made it to the World Series. In 2019, I mean. Josh Hader was in the game with the lead, I believe, or was it tied? And no, he had the lead. He made an error, and we lost. And the Nationals went on to win the World Series. Were the Nationals the best team coming into that postseason? No, but that's how baseball works. In 2020, um, if you want to say the Brewers choked, fine, but that team didn't even deserve to be in the playoffs. Yeah, 2020 doesn't count. Yeah, and then last year, our offense was cold. We were one of the best teams in the league last year, and we got – cold at the wrong time so um firing craig council i mean come on that that's not the answer and we always blame it on the coaches you know i i thought it was funny last year when people were firing andy, andy haynes fire andy haynes well you know luis urias had his best year of his career under andy haynes obviously garcia had his best year under andy haynes and so are we going to fire connor dawson and, and ozzy timmons now you know at some point we these hitters just gotta hit the ball and there's, we don't need to blame it on Craig Council. We don't need to blame it on Andy Haynes or the hitting coaches or, you know, the, we're hurt and we need to get healthy and we need to start hitting and they're going to be fine, but um, we don't need to overreact. I mean, firing Craig Council, 
I, I told my dad this. I go to a lot of Brewer games. Last year I went to 65, and I told my dad this a week ago. I said, if Craig Council gets fired during the season because of a streak like this, I will not go. I'll watch the Brewers, but I will not go to American Family Field for two years because this is, he's one of the best managers in the league, and I've told Tim this many times. The Brewers win, will win a World Series with Craig Council as a manager, and I'm, it might be this year. There's a lot of baseball to be played yet. Well, I want to congratulate you. There's no prize to this, but you've won our long-standing uh, contest of who will be the first person to mention both hitting coaches because I've never mentioned them. I don't know their names. So congratulations, Brett. You did it. Yeah, I already forgot what you said. What would you say? Andre Dawson and Ron Timmons? Who'd you say? <laughs> and, and don't forget Matt Erickson. I think he's the assistant hitting coach, so let's fire him too, right? No, no, Matt Erickson's a stud. He was with the uh, Rattlers for a long time. He, he's a stud. All right, Brett. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Brett. How about that? Yeah, yeah. We have, we have two hitting coaches, remember. Two hitting coaches. And they still can't hit. And they still can't hit. Maybe they're playing good hitting coach, bad hitting coach, cop. Maybe they're doing that. Maybe one guy's telling Willie to swing away at the first pitch, and the other guy's saying, nah, dude. What did he tell you? Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. He sucks. <laughs> Who knows? 414-799-1250. I am a Green Bay Packers owner. I am a Green Bay Packers fan. I am going to be a Green Bay Packers apologist coming up here in a matter of minutes. Oh, yeah. What they have done. And I, it took me way too long to experience this, but I love it. 414-799-1250. Much more coming up on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.